Welcome to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast, the only podcast that teaches men the cognitive mastery and alpha mindset that it takes to become an influential and irresistible man of confidence. Here's your host, certified life coach and international man of mystery, Kevin Ayo. What's up, my brothers? Welcome back to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Ayo, and the retreat is being formed. And what we have planned currently is amazing. Brothers, I'm so excited about this retreat. I'm going to continue to give you guys more information as it comes out. But if you followed this work at all, you're going to want to get into this retreat. This will be the first of many retreats, and it will start you on a path that you know, even if you choose not to continue, it will awaken a deeper consciousness within you. I'm so excited to announce this retreat and to bring you more information. Like the more it comes, the more I'm going to give you. But for now, I just want to keep informing you about the date and the location so you can begin to put this retreat into your mind, into your prefrontal cortex as a vision, as a vision for your future. Brothers, there is nothing you can't achieve. There's nothing you can't experience when you are of single minded focus. When you think of something over and over again, even if it doesn't feel good, <laughs> it becomes a part of your inner and outer experience because the mind doesn't care. The brain doesn't care. The brain doesn't know what feels good and what doesn't feel good. It just wires in whatever it is you think you want to experience because that's, that's what it does. It's an experience creating machine, right? And it's just going to wire in whatever you ask for it. Inner experience of emotion in the moment. And you get both the inner and the outer experience of emotion and result in the future. Your actions are byproducts of your emotional state. So if you want to come to Colombia for a week between October 8th and 14th, then begin to imagine yourself there now in this moment, beginning today. See yourself there. Put that vision in your mind. Experience your future self now in this moment. That's the secret. That's the law of attraction. That's a portion of what we teach in the academy in terms of your personal manifestation power. And it all has to do with consciousness. So today we're going to talk about consciousness expansion part two. Now, why bother expanding your consciousness? Like, what's the point of this practice? Because this is a very broad, general, and inclusive term. We talk about consciousness expansion. What is that? Number one, like, what is it? But why? What would be the point of that? Like, we could talk about what is reading. Like, what is reading? What does it mean to be able to read? Versus what's the point? What's the outcome? What's the benefit? You may be asking yourself, because as a consciousness expansion guide, as a guide for consciousness expansion, you might be asking yourself, okay, wouldn't it be more beneficial for me to take a course in business or money management? Right? Because maybe I want to build a business or manage my money better, create more financial freedom, create more financial wealth. Shouldn't I hire a pickup coach or a relationship coach? Or shouldn't I go to couples counseling with my partner if I want to have better relationships, right? If I want to meet more women or, or have a better relationship with my partner. And if I'm going to put my time and effort into something, wouldn't it be more effective for me to put it into the going to the gym and staying focused on my diet than it would to be expanding my consciousness? Like, what's the point of consciousness expansion? What about these other things? What about these other things that are, that are very third dimensional in this hologram that we experience? Now, brothers, one of the challenges I work with in offering this service as my life's work is that the benefits of consciousness expansion are generally unrelated back to the cause. 
And what I mean is that most of the time, all of the benefits that you, that someone receives through, from expanding their consciousness is usually given to some other event, person, or thing in their life. <laughs> this is the problem of correlation versus causation. This is the problem of seeking cause and effect in the realm of matter and density. Consider it and you'll probably see it. And, and you've probably fallen into this trap as well. Most people do. And every conversation I have, I listen to people fall into this trap. And let's take health as an example. Losing weight. Maybe you want to lose weight. Right? Maybe you want to lose 20, 30 pounds of body fat. And then maybe you do it. Now you're going to think you did it because you started exercising, because you changed your diet. But I'm telling you, brothers, and I know it sounds wild, but it's not because of your exercise and your diet. It's because of the way you started to think about yourself. It's because of the energy of thought, the cognitive power of intention and consciousness that you're putting into this sea of information, this unified quantum field. And that's what's changing you. Because here's the thing, somebody else, there's lots of people, I know lots of people that change their diets, don't lose weight, don't lose body fat. I know lots of people that begin exercise programs and don't lose body fat, that their body composition doesn't change. So if these were causal relationships, then of course, what's the issue? Where's the problem here? So I've seen nothing change and people lose weight as well. I've seen people not change their diet, not change their exercise and simply change the way they think and they lose body fat. I know it sounds crazy because we think calorie in, calorie out. The only way to lose weight is to manage our calories, calorie in, calorie out. Maybe we mess with macronutrients. Maybe we do some other things, but we think that. We believe that. But I've seen people not change a thing and simply lose weight for simple reasons. Simple reasons that, again, science will point to something chemical, something tangible, but for no other reason than falling in love. I've seen people fall in love. They change nothing about their life. They just meet someone in their life. They meet someone that they fall in love with and they lose weight. They lose like 10 pounds of body fat. There's no external change. It's simply a, a, a state of being. It's a vibrational state that changes. It's an energetic state. And I'm telling you that it, the same is occurring even if you do change your diet and or exercise program because of things we have called the placebo effect, which brings me to medications. Why is it that some medications work for some people and the same medication doesn't work for somebody else? And why do medications work? Are they working because of the medicine or are we working because we believe that this pill that could be nothing but sugar, a placebo, is going to heal me? And then that belief is what heals me. The placebo effect, <laughs> brothers, has a very high correlation in positive adaptation, positive result. Very high. In fact, maybe you didn't know this, but the FDA uses the placebo effect as their status of measurement, that, the, that any drug that passes FDA approval must perform better than a placebo by 1%. That the placebo effect is the standard of measurement used to allow a drug onto the market. That's how powerful that effect is, a belief. And science knows about this. They're very aware of this. Relationships and wealth are the same. We can see people that... You change their thinking, change their beliefs, and do nothing else, and begin to attract more wealth in their lives or their businesses. And the flip side, we see people go through all kinds of different iterations of change in their business, jumping through hurdle and hurdle and hurdle, trying to adapt to this or to that, and make no change in revenue. Making all the changes they think they could possibly make and nothing occurs because they have the mindset, because they have the energy that's not attracting the wealth. 
It's the consciousness. It's the intention. And that's what I'm working with you brothers on is that piece of mind. It's the mind. That's the cause. What we have determined as a species scientifically is that the inner world determines the outer world. We also know that there's no separation between the inner world and the outer world, but when we talk about these two, outer, these two worlds due to the, our perception of duality, we have the inner world of thoughts and feelings, and we have the outer world of body and events. And the foundation of everything that we know is that there's a unified field of consciousness, there's a oneness, and that that unified field of consciousness, that unified field of energy or, or information, it changes or it manifests due to shifts in observation and perception, due to shifts in our conscious attention. And that's belief. And consciousness energy is everywhere, existing as a neutral sea of information. And our human brains affect the sea of information. We affect the sea of light and information by directing that consciousness energy with our awareness and our attention. It's our willpower, right? We call it our fire. The Chinese call it the fire element, right? We call it the will, the willpower. It's, our, it's how we focus our attention. We focus our awareness onto a vision, onto a future self, and we pull from that future with our vision, with our awareness, we pull from that future, from that infinite sea of potential futures, this is what quantum physics has allowed us. There, there's a timeless space, there's no time. Everything exists now in a superposition of everything, every possibility, and we pull that future, that one potential future that we choose with our mind, with our vision, we pull it into our now. We create by moving energy with our minds. This is the most effective and efficient way of manifestation. This is our gift. This is the gift of human consciousness. And we can create by moving matter with our bodies. And you guys know this. This is the old way. This is the animal way. This is the very third dimensional way. This is the way of matter and density where we, we use our, our avatars, our machines to act, to take a bunch of action. But we know this form of manifestation is slow. We know this more form of manifestation is ineffective. And yet most of the world still hangs on to this form of creation. They hang on like the landline telephone, right? Like the 8-track, like this outdated technology that we have to use our bodies to move matter. But we don't. We can use our minds to move energy, and energy comes into matter. Now, at this point, we're doing both, brothers, right? At this point, we're doing both. We're using our minds to focus. And as we focus that, as we focus our minds so intently with a razor sharp, like a, like a pinpointed laser on whatever it is that we choose, to experience as both a, as well as the vibration and as a result. As we do that, we make movement toward it. We make incremental movement toward it that we know. Right? I talked about knowing. We know that this will happen. We're not wishing for it. We're not hoping for it. It's not in the back of our mind. It's something that might occur. It's something that we know. We put it out there. We know it. We move toward it. Now, what interrupts us from that, of course, is our emotional addiction. It's our addiction to whatever emotional state keeps us in a state of resetting karma, a state of karma that's happening over and over and over because it's coming from our past. And that's how we reaffirm our identity, which is coming from our past. But brothers, the power of intention, the power of consciousness is so clearly identified. It's so clearly tested. It's so clearly experimented. It's been so clearly experimented on that we have Results. We have scientific results. We have peer-reviewed scientific results that have proven the power 
of intention. Now, the how is yet to be determined. There's all kinds of spiritual ideas. There's all kinds of scientific hypotheses around the how. Many people believe there's electromagnetism involved because of the use of Faraday cages and, you know, kind of blocking electromagnetic information to pass. And when they when that does, it shuts down intentional consciousness. So, so a lot of people think that it has to do with electromagnetism in some way, because after all, we are beings of light, as the mystics have said. So we have these, you know, we're these light beings, and we know that light is a a byproduct of radioactive decay coming from the electromagnetic field. So there's all kinds of hypotheses out there, but we don't know exactly how, but we know it does. We don't know how consciousness and intention has an effect on the outer world, on the universe, on the external, on the third dimension, on the hologram. We don't know how it does, but we know that it does. And there are so many experiments to prove this that just don't seem to make it into our schools. They don't seem to make it into our uh, children's books, right? We're not educating our children on these things. We're not educating ourselves as an adults on these things, but we're certainly not passing this information on to our kids who can really use this information to begin to create from the ground up. There's events. I'll give you a couple examples just to see if I can blow your mind. I'll give you a couple examples, then I'll move on in the content here on this podcast. But they did an experiment with a random event generator. And most of these experiments have to do with random event generators because what they want to do is they want to have a a machine, essentially, that's programmed to create a set of random events where there's a split of 50-50. Because of the randomness of the events, if you take 1,000 occurrences or 10,000 occurrences or 100,000 occurrences of whatever this random event is, that you will come closer and closer to 50%, 50% of one side or 50% of the other, whatever the random event is. In smaller groups, if, if it were 100 events, it might be you know, 40, 60, right? It could be there's you know, a deviation of some kind, but over greater and greater amounts of time, it's going to get closer and closer to 50, 50, right? Just because that's like, it's like flipping a coin. You know, if I flip a coin twice, I might get two heads. Right? But if I flip a coin 100 times, I'm going to get 47 and a 53, right? Like I'm going to get closer and closer to 50-50. Now, that's what the random event generator is or does. So they took one of these random event generators and they set it up to randomly, at a 50-50 rate, take a right turn or a left turn. So think about a computer that's been programmed on a set of wheels to turn right and turn left. That's the random event. Quote, unquote, the random event is the turn. It does it at different intervals. It does it at different distances. It doesn't go right, left, right, left, right, left, right, left. It might do three rights, two lefts, one right, four lefts, and so on. But over a thousand turns, you're going to get close to 500 rights and 500 lefts. And when you take this machine that's programmed this way, and you put it into a four foot by four foot square box, you can watch it. You can computerize the, the where it moves around this box. You can see, you can visually see, you can track its trajectory and see that because of its random event of 50-50, it's going to cover the entire distance of the square. The entire distance of the, of the two-dimensional uh, fenced-in area that it's taking its rights and its lefts in. Okay, so imagine this random event generator. Now, what they did, these scientists, is they took these little baby chicks in their eggs that you know were ready to hatch, and they put them in the box with the random event generator, with this machine. And of course, as the chicks hatch, what they do is they think that whatever thing... <laughs> They open their eyes and they see mom, right? So they open their eyes, they see this random event generator, and they think this is their caretaker, this is their mother. So the chicks begin to bond with this random event generator. They begin to associate with it. They begin to love it. They begin to have a set of feeling or attachment to it. And then what the scientists did is they took the chicks out of the cage, out of the cage or out of the box that the random event generator was in, and they put the chicks into another fenced-off area that was close to where the chicks could see 
the machine in its other box. So imagine two squares, right? Two pens that are next to each other with a fence so that the chicks can still see the random event generator in the other fenced area, but they can't get to it. And what they saw was wild. So the, the chicks started to all come to the edge of the fence. They're looking at this thing. They're all hovering around trying to get to it. And you can kind of see that they're wanting to get to it. They're wanting to get by their mother. You know, they're wanting to get as close to their mother as they can. They might even have a yearning. They might have a longing. They might have a desire for, right? An attachment to, right? A, a call towards. They might have this, this mindset of bring, of, of closeness, like bring close to me, attract to me, right? And then they turned on the random event generator. And what they found was wild. What they found is that, yes, this thing is here. It's in this, this square pen and it's making these rights, these left turns. But when they map it, when they look at it from above and they map it on a computer, its trajectory, the, the path it takes and the, and, the, and the area that it, it covers, it's actually covering the most of the space on the side of the box that's closer to the chicks. So it's really not going to the other side of the surface area. It's not going to the far side of the fenced-in area at all. It's taking these random rights and lefts, but it's staying on the side of the fenced-in area that's closer to the chicks. The chicks are affecting the number of right and left turns in order to keep the random event generator closer to them. They're having an effect on the machinery, on the outcome of the randomness through their desire for a closeness, to be close to an attraction of. With their little chick thoughts, right? We think these little birds are thinking, right? The, the speculation is these little birds are thinking something. They're sending energy to come, bring to me, like, come here, <laughs> come here, mother, right? Like, bring, come over here. And that's having this effect. Now, that's one thing that may blow your mind, but this has been, again, this has been repeated. This has been observed, measured, repeated. It's been peer-reviewed, right? This is something that's out there that people are not talking about in terms of intention. Hundreds of times, hundreds of times, this, this experiment has been repeated, measured, observed, where you can set somebody up on a, on a very, on a, <laughs> on just a keypad, a keypad where there's a button and you just push a button and it's going to randomly come up. It's going to print onto a computer screen. It's going to print a one or a zero, right? Just this binary, right? And you just click it, click it, click it, click it. Now, if you just click it, just randomly click it, I just sit there and punch it, punch it, punch it as fast as I can. You're going to come up with this random event. You're going to get about 50 ones and about 50 zeros, right? Or 500, 500 or 5,000, 5,000. But over a certain amount of time, it's going to be 50, 50, half and half. Out of a thousand clicks, you're going to get about 500 ones and 500 zeros. But then the scientists said, or the measurements, you know, the observers, the, the lab coats said to these people that were clicking, okay, so rather than just clicking it, we want you to think about producing more ones than zeros. So try to get more ones, is what they said. And sure enough, every time they say, try to get more ones, or try to get more zeros, and people are pushing this button with an intention, nothing more, brothers, nothing more than a thought, nothing more than intention that says, one, one, like, give me a one, give me a one. It's like throwing dice at the casino. Now, of course, it's not binary. <laughs> you know, there's all kinds of different things that can come up, but yeah, you're throwing dice at 7-Eleven. It's like, it's like flipping a coin. Like, you can flip a coin and just with no intention throw it up in the air, but if you flip a coin with intention, you say heads, 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 and you're working on that heads, you can test this yourself if you've got the time <laughs> and you really want to prove this. You, this is an experiment you can try. You can try to flip a coin with intention and flip it a thousand times and see what your intention is. See, you come up with more results that are swayed towards your intention. Because scientists do this. They've done this experiment in so many different times with so many different ways and so many different variables. 
And every time the results are the same. With no intention, we get a 50-50 random event. With intention, that intention is having an effect on the outcome. That alone. Now, there's one more experiment. I guess I, I, I don't know if I've got time. I guess I, I'll, maybe we'll go a little bit longer with this because I also want you guys to understand that this has an effect on your past as well, but maybe it's too much. And I, again, maybe I've already blown your mind, but let's talk about some of the general benefits of consciousness expansion. You can roll in the academy. I got a lot of, like, I'll show you all this experimentation. It's all there. Like, it, again, this is, <laughs> this is measurable, brothers, observable, repeatable. So that's what it is. Like we know consciousness is there. We know it has an effect. The scientists are even studying the invisible effects. They're studying telepathy, clairvoyance, telekinesis. They're studying these things as well. Because we know now that this invisible energy is real. And, we've, and we're looking into other ways that it's being manifest. It's being used. It's, 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 what is our deeper connection to it? So there's a lot of general benefits. I'll say that learning how to expand your consciousness... And by learning how to expand into more of who you are, that's what I mean, to expand your consciousness, you are pure consciousness. It has a greater benefit than any of the five senses, right? It's so, it's such a, that's why it's such a difficult thing to explain because we only know, we only seem to know in our beta brains and the beta wave of the brain and the, and the, and the connection to form and the connection to the hologram, we only seem to know the value of the five senses, but expanding our consciousness is so much more than that. It's greater than knowing how to exercise. And it's greater than knowing how to eat because it leads to both. It's greater than knowing how to read. And it's greater than knowing how to relate to people better because it leads to both. And it's greater than knowing how to give. And it's greater than knowing how to receive because it leads to both. And it's greater than knowing how to heal. And it's greater than knowing how to forgive because it leads to both. And it's greater than knowing how to live. And it's greater than knowing how to love because, brothers, it leads to both. When we are born, we begin to expand our consciousness, right? We're these little babies, and we're free to open our eyes and perceive the world as it is. And we expand our consciousness of environment. And we expand our consciousness of emotion as we grow into toddlers into kids. And then we expand our consciousness of our mind as we move from kids into teenagers. And we take in the world through the senses, through the feelings, through the stories that we create in our minds with our identity. And then we stop. For some reason, somewhere along our journey, we just stop expanding our consciousness and we settle into a mold, this mold of identity, where all of our thoughts are repeated into beliefs and all of our emotions are repeated into addictions and all of our environment becomes our self-made prison. And so the broad, general, inclusive benefit of consciousness expansion is a greater quality and quantity of life. That's why you do it. Because it helps you live better and helps you live longer. And I can explain why both of those are true. Obviously, the better quality of life is consciousness expansion, but the better quantity as well. Because with consciousness expansion, you become conscious of the diseased stories that create diseased bodies. And you live longer, and you live healthier, and you live better and happier. And the more specific, yet still very broad benefits, I include letting go of past trauma and self-destructive behavior patterns. We talk about healing, we talk about forgiveness. It's, let, it's being less reactive to your emotions and more grounded in your body. And that's peace, being at peace with yourself. And it's more focused. You become more focused and attentive in life with people. And that's your awareness. You can focus your awareness onto listening and onto creating. And you create with intention the life you choose, the life you choose to experience. And that's manifestation. And these are 
These are some of the, all, all, the more specific yet still very, very broad benefits of conscious expansion because everything comes from expanding your consciousness. Every step of evolutionary growth, every step in your journey where you move, where you change, where you shift from version 1.0 to 2.0 comes from an expansion of consciousness. It has to begin there. You cannot expand. You cannot change any other way. And if you are not changing, then you are not expanding your consciousness. Your consciousness has become solidified. It's, it's, it's in a concrete state. It's not expanding anymore. It's stagnant. It's hardening. So what's the process? What's the process of this? How do you expand your consciousness? Brothers, let me say, just enroll in the academy. <laughs> and look, I'm not telling you what to do, right? I'm not telling you what to do. I'm simply offering a path that leads you to the destination that you seek. And it doesn't matter what the destination is. That's what I'm telling you. Whatever the result is, whatever the outcome is, there is one certain path to reaching it, and it's through your mind, through your consciousness. It's not through the academy. It's already there and available to you. The academy just offers you a path to activate that, to work on that, to get into your mind and let go of the, the, whatever it is that's, that's preventing you, that the barrier, the obstacle, the challenges of you creating it on already. You can try moving matter with matter, right? It is possible. It's, however, ineffective and inefficient. It might take you longer and it might not happen at all, right? That's the old way, moving matter with matter. However, you are certain to reach your goals when you create a single state of mind, when you create a state of mind that is so razor sharp, such razor sharpness in vision that drives every moment of your waking life and removes any other thought that interferes with it out of your mind. And this is already happening in your life, of course, but you just may not be aware of what that vision is. But either way, if you want to know what the vision is, just take a look at your life. Look at the results in your life and you'll see the result of where you are putting your conscious power of creation into. Because even unconsciousness is still consciousness creating. It's only that you're unconscious of the intention. You just don't know what your intention is. The field of information is still responding to the conscious energy you send into it, even if you are unconscious of what that energy is. Whatever you want, whatever your heart desires, whatever you want to create or experience within you is waiting to come out through your belief in it. You put your belief in it and it just emancipates from with, out of your heart, from out of your soul. It's all there, brother. And if this is what you want, if you want to live your life consciously, if you want to wake up from the nightmare of disempowerment, if you want to wake up from the nightmare of victimization, if you want to begin to take charge of your life, if you want to begin to take charge intentionally, determining the journey of your future... One way to do that is to enroll in the academy. And this isn't a sales pitch. This is an offer made with love. I'm making this offer with love. Love for you as an individual who has incarnated on this planet into that form you call a body to be a free creator, to create your life the way you choose to create. If you're listening to this podcast, you are already hearing that calling. But also love for all of humanity that needs to wake up before we run ourselves off the cliff of ignorance and slavery <laughs> because that's what we're doing to ourselves through our own ignorance we're creating slaves of ourselves imprisoned by our own creation called society called government i'm not anti-government here people what i'm saying is that we're creating the story we are in a movie we're in a movie brothers 
<laughs> we're in a movie, right? The founding fathers of America, maybe you guys are listening from overseas, but the founding fathers of America put in the Declaration of Independence. They put in the, you know, the Bill of Rights, the Declaration of Independence. They said, like, look, if another form, if another form of existence becomes available through evolution, through development, through, through growth, then it's okay to tear down this government and create a new. And that's what I'm saying. I'm not anti-government. What I'm saying is we have become more conscious of ourselves and it's up to us to wake up and to free ourselves and move ourselves into this benevolence, into this love. So again, enroll in the academy. That's your first step, really. Like that's the first step. The new format of the academy has you going through six levels of consciousness expansion. And really quickly, I know we're at 30 minutes. I'm going to offer this very quickly, very briefly. A couple of things that we do at the level one. So you can begin to consider as you contemplate living into your future self by enrolling in the academy, the only school that teaches this specific type of lifestyle. And there's some things you can do in the meantime. And it's basically thoughts and feelings. You know, we look at these simultaneously. Level one is the expansion of consciousness through thoughts and feelings. You have to become aware of your thoughts. Let me say that again. You have to become conscious of your thoughts. That's why it's consciousness expansion. We expand your consciousness into becoming aware of the stories. You must begin by expanding your consciousness more deeply through your mind. Your thoughts are not facts. And I know I've said that many times in the last 250 podcast episodes, but I still take consultation calls and I even have students who will state a thought like it's a fact. They will say something that is clearly a thought and they will say it with such conviction, with such power, like with such declaration. Sometimes they'll even try to get me on board, you know, they'll try to make me believe the thought too. But everything is a story. That is the foundational teaching. That's the premise that we build level one upon. Everything is a story. Everything is a belief that you've determined to be true and that is now limiting your mental consciousness. Not only are you so convinced of what you believe that you've made it true externally, you've also shut down your power of making another choice because once you believe something, you don't even know there is another choice. And this is where we expand consciousness mentally with cognitive mastery by recognizing that everything on the outside is a story coming from the inside and that we can choose what we experience on the outside by changing the story we tell ourselves on the inside. It's like being blind and suddenly being able to see the consciousness expansion that occurs in level one alone is life transforming but that's not all we do because there's also emotional ownership we look at thoughts and feelings at the same time brothers because they occur simultaneously our thoughts come from the need to feel and the feelings come from the chosen thought and we have to be aware of our emotional addictions what is the emotional state you are so consistently finding yourself in without intention what do you just wind up in without purpose, without intentionally choosing it? Is it fear? Are you afraid? Do you feel depression? Do you feel victimization? Is it the need to control others? You know, is it bullying in some way? Is it anxiety? Is it guilt? This is the chemical emotional state the cells of your body are addicted to, and they are sending impressions to your brain, okay, in the form of electrical thoughts. They're sending impressions up the, up the spinal cord that become thoughts, that become stories in your brain, and they create these stories in order for your brain to release the neuropeptide that creates those emotions that your cells are addicted to. So you, like all of humanity, are an emotional junkie, and the academy is a rehab center. And the only way you are going to be able to actively create your future with enough mental intention and focus to bring it into matter and density is if you free yourself from the prison of your emotional addiction that is keeping your brain functioning to supply the drugs to your cells. And if you're not operating according to an emotionally addicted state, brother, then you're probably operating in an emotional detached state, which is what we all call buffering on this podcast. 
We call it buffering, and sometimes it can look deceivingly like progress. <laughs> I'm not necessarily going to go there because of the time, but just consider that buffering can look like work. Buffering can look like going to the gym. Buffering is anything that you are avoiding feeling with. I know men who look on paper. You remember that sexual market value thing that people had in the 90s and the early 21st century? We talked about SMV. I even did a couple podcasts on it, right? Like rating women on a scale from 1 to 10, which is basically just rating yourself on a scale from 1 to 10 and then putting the woman above or below, right? Which is, again, so wild. It's so caveman, right? It's so archaic. But if you remember that, then what I'm talking about, like on papers, these men's were like 10s, right? These men that I work with, they're like 10s. I mean, they've got it all, right? They've got the looks. They're great looking guys. They go to, you know, they've got the great bodies. They've got the great health. They've got the the wealth. They've got great jobs. They've got the power. Maybe they've got a title. They've got a lot of education. They've got either got an amazing wife or they're dating multiple high caliber women, everything, right? And yet, and yet they are miserable, right? They're miserable. They're living in an emotionally detached state and their souls were crying out to be heard, to be lived, to experience something other than what they had been conditioned to experience. And they were most were buffering, deeply buffering with work or other drugs, drugs and alcohol, but just totally buffering that emotional detached state. And after a while, brothers, I just stopped being surprised. You know, I thought probably maybe like you did that, you know, money equals freedom. That having a relationship, having women means you're loved, you're important. That having education means you're intelligent, that you're, you're significant in the world. But that's not true. None of that is true. Those are just labels. Those are just titles. And that may be another podcast episode. But even the men trying to get there, like even the, even the men that are, that are working up to that, 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 that see themselves as, as sevens or eights, you know, and so they have their morning routines and their gyms and their dating and their businesses. And they have all these things like, yeah, I've got to get to this place. You know, there's addiction there as well. About all of it, addiction to the routines, where they're coming from, the emotions. So it's all knowing what it is, what is the chemical that you're addicted to so that you're creating these stories to experience that and then working to let go of that so you can reestablish that attention, that focus on your future. And so we begin with conscious expansion journey with thought and feeling. And this is where you will encounter when you enroll in the academy and begin to expand your own consciousness and remember who you are, where you are, and the power you wield as a being of consciousness and divinity. Until next week, my brothers, elevate your alpha. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. If you enjoy what you've heard and want even more, sign up for Unleash Your Alpha, your guide to shifting to the alpha mindset at thealphamalecoach.com slash unleash. Unleash.